Welcome back, Strange Crew. You are tuned into another trip through life's deep cuts. We hope you enjoy the ride. You're listening to volume 88 of the Strange Grooves podcast. I'm Sheree Slatson. I'm Kate Milberry. And before we bring you our uh, episode with Devin Floyd, we want to give a special shout out to our Patreon supporters. So Brad Davis, Chuck Healy, John Roberts, Corey McGill, Matt Letson, Kristen Monroe, Colin Walshutes, Michael Hawkins, Kaylin Capson, and our newest patron, <laughs> Mary Roach. Love you, girl. Thank you so much. And um, guys, thank you so much, seriously, for supporting our show. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to get involved or support our show, you can head over to our website or just go to patreon.com slash strange groups. Um, we've got a ton of actually new fun little things coming out. We've got some yes. mugs, some coasters. We just got some custom jogging pants made for the two of us. Yes. I, I mean, can't wait to, I can't can, wait to lounge. Can remake. I mean, if, if there's a crazy demand. <laughs> there's a demand, but we got some, yeah, we got some new uh, Patreon packages in there. Um, some merch, um, in some of those as well. So check them out. And some business options if you're a small business and you're looking just for a way to kind of get the word out about maybe i don't know some daily specials some stuff you have in your shop haircuts i don't know sandwiches whatever yeah we're down we're down to give you a shout out Um, (laughs) and and we're thrilled again to have all of your support um and in just a moment um we're going to be joined by devin floyd devin hello hello (laughs) on the internet from yes. the internet of the Strange Grooves headquarters yeah, in St. John, New Brunswick, broadcasting live. Thank you. Great to see you guys both. Yeah, so, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I think uh, it was New Year's where I think yeah, the first time I actually ever met you, yeah, we met. I was in Kiss Makeup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our face. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good night, a good night. Fun was had, I think, by all. Oh, man, it was. the dancing, it was probably the time of the year because it's been a weird year. It's been Yeah, 2021's been... It's, it's fair share yeah <laughs> it's, it's fair already. share yeah it's yeah. true it's true I think uh you know 2020 was pretty odd in, in and of itself and so 2021 everybody had high hopes but you know <laughs> it is yeah. what it is it's off to, it's off to a start it me. is off to a start yeah it's a good, good way to bring it in yeah <laughs> water something fierce yeah. is what we call it yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. as much as you can exhausted yeah. yeah so i think you are i think our first zoom no we did one other zoom episode yeah. with we've done a, yeah we've done a couple yeah we've done a so you're our first zoom episode i guess during of 2021 because yes. we did one during the pandemic Yay. Yay. <laughs> here's working that everything technically works out i'll just yes. cool and strange mail yes <laughs> So I guess, so you are a, um, I didn't know this, I guess we never, we never got to chat, chat too much, I guess on New Year's, but you are, you're a musician. You play, you play guitar? I do. Yeah. See, I've been playing guitar for quite some time. I started when I was uh, 14. So um, I played bass too, play a little bit of drums. Uh, I lived in Halifax for 15 years. So I did, I played in a number of bands there and did some gigging around the Maritimes and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a passion of mine. I, my musical tastes are expansive, so sometimes as a musician, it's really hard to like, 
you know, focus in. I guess there, you really don't have to focus in on anything. Like you can sort of do a mishmash. Maybe that's why. Why? Because our like range of music is so crazy. We can never focus on one thing to like try to learn or even try to play ourselves. <laughs> we'll say that's the reason. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not lack of talent. It's fine. So, was there an artist growing up, or as, as or as a teenager, that made you go, "Oh shit!" Like I want to do that too. Like I guess, what were some of your um, earliest musical influences? So for me, I I learned guitar differently. Uh, when I was learning guitar, uh, a lot of the music that my friends were listening to were hugely uh, music, like improvisation based, right? So you, it was like, a, you know, the blend of jazz and rock and roll, sort of, you know, the, the era of the jam bands. And so I was, I, I learned by fire. So the first time I ever played was a 30 hour famine and you just dive in and sort of like, you know, fake it, sort of to make it sort of thing. So, but to answer your question, I think the first thing that I remember, huge influence I remember as a guitar player was a, a jazz guitarist by the name of John Schofield in the late 90s released an album called Go Go with this other trio called Modesky Martin Wood. And it's, it's a super funky album. And <laughs> uh, I, when I heard that, I was kind of like, uh, that's the guitar player I want to be. So that, that was definitely uh, the biggest influence on me musically uh, as a guitar player at that time, you know, but. Early musical influences, my parents listened to like John Cougar Mellencamp. You know, I remember John Cougar Mellencamp and Huey Lewis <laughs> in the car. And as like when I was young, I remember the first cassette I ever got uh, was a Michael Jackson Thriller. I remember being scared of Vincent Price's voice, like that laugh. And I remember being young enough to have to fast forward through that sort of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I and I got into like hip hop pretty early this like rural new brunswick kid got into like you know the beastie boys license to ill was the first cassette that i bought with my own money you know what i mean so <laughs> but lots of musical influences for sure i like that as adults we can still like go buy vinyl and stuff because for a long time i mean especially around here like music world like the like all of our like music stores kind of changed like i used to remember going to walmart and music world listening stations and cd plus and just kind of like listening to things before i'd ever know there was no like previews on spotify or like stuff on facebook or you know you had to actually like go out and like listen to it or someone had to tell you about it and i, I kind of i kind of miss that but now it is kind of the same now with vinyl it just kind of gets through a different way i i 100 agree I, totally I think that, uh, oh, like, go ahead. I was like, I just remember <laughs> stations. Yeah. I forgot those were a thing. They had like 10 CDs in them, man. <laughs> I just be like, hopefully there's no one else here. I want to listen to everything. Like <laughs> the cashier doesn't think I'm going to try to steal it or something. I was but. a little kid and I never knew how to work them. Just like, they were like so futuristic. <laughs> they were towers of CDs. Right, it's right. true, but a little, a little intimidating. I mean, I remember <laughs> at one point at McAllister Mall, there was, I think, four or five music shops. It was great. There was like There's row and row. There was Sam the Record Man. Yeah, there was. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Music cool. World, uh, CD Plus. Then it was HMB. Like yeah. there was a lot of different music stores, and then it kind of just changed the way people listen to music. Mm. But I like I like now buying vinyl. It's different. It's a little more pricey, but I don't mind. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's I prefer. I mean, I love obviously digital stuff. I've, I've discovered so many different bands through various digital mediums, but there's nothing beats buying an album. I think with vinyl, especially, uh, it forces people to listen to the entire album. You know, it's like, 
which is and often albums are created as a, as a holistic thing too. So, I mean, for me, it just reading the liner notes, the musicians on them, you know, sitting back and, and listening to an album, there's nothing that compares. Oh, well, you know, it's the next best thing to live music. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start collecting vinyl? Um, it was probably about 10 years ago um, and started off really small. I, I had different stereo equipment, a lot of um, experimenting with different amps and speakers, like through purchasing with Kijiji. It was kind of before the vinyl stuff really took off. So you could get really great stuff for, for a cheap price, you know? And so, um, yeah. And I started in Halifax. So, uh, you know, Taz is there. There's, uh, you know, Black Buffalo Records is there. There's some, some great record stores there. So, and I had a lot of friends. Of course, once you get into vinyl, you start to meet other people that collect vinyl too. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like you just find each other yes yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the first record you purchased do you remember oh, i don't know if, i don't know if i remember i mean i was i had a couple brought uh, you know of my parents old records that had sort of survived you know so um Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs in Englishman. Yes, I just yeah, got it too long ago. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing album. Yeah, it's such a good live album and just album in general. And it's one of the ones that because um, I also inherited, as in like just stole um, a lot of records from <laughs> from my dad's collection. And he always told me he was like, "Please just let me keep Mad Dogs and Englishman." And so I did get my own copy over the summer. <laughs> oh, awesome! So good. So good. But I don't remember the first one I purchased. It was probably an album that I already had that I knew that I was going to enjoy, something like that. And I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, when I got into vinyl, I was on a play, big bluegrass kick. <laughs> so like bluegrass guitar and all that stuff. So I feel like it was probably a bluegrass record, you know, which I don't have anymore. I think my brother got those. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how many, how many uh, records do you, like, what does your collection look like now? Like how many do you have? Like, uh, I, I haven't counted. I mean, I'd say I'm probably in the 140 range, something like that. You know, it's nothing crazy, but it's enough that I haven't, you know, that I forget about albums I have. Let's put it that way. Right. right. <laughs> right. What happens. Do you, oh. use, do you use Discogs at all? Like how uh, Yes, I bought one album from Discogs. I'm a huge fan of this guy named uh, Terry Reed. Do you guys know Terry Reed? Oh, I feel like Terry Reed. That's right. Okay, the guitar. He's a guitar. Yes. Like guitarist and and singer, Uh, you know, so out of England, like he he didn't really break through. He was actually like Jimmy Page's first uh, choice for a singer in Led Zeppelin. But yeah. he was on tour. He was on tour in the states when uh, they formed the band. So, okay. but I mean, he he's a like a gem that most people missed, and, and like myself, I only discovered him probably five six years ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, great stuff, great album, really soulful singer. I think Aretha Frank- Franklin said the best thing to come out of England was the Beatles and Terry Reid. Oh, so yeah, I know. like soulful singer. So that was my only experience with Discogs. That was the only album because I couldn't find it elsewhere, sort of thing. So you need to log it. Like you need to. I just updated mine uh, the other day. You, you can like create an account and just log in all your albums. 
<laughs> so oh, you, okay. you can always keep track of like what you have and what you don't, and you can have like a want list and everything. Oh, so you need so to do dangerous. It's gonna be, put it in your Instagram bio and be like, here's want my list. Discogs. Here's my yeah. PO box. <laughs> yeah. Putting it out there. You know? Yeah. Be, be a record influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I mostly use it for, but I have bought a few records off of there. Like actually the two things I've bought off of there were 45s actually and if you're ever looking for 45s like there you can order them and you can get them pretty cheap too like with shipping and everything but oh great great that's good to know yeah i love discogs <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's yeah. a hobby and there's also a cool feature too i know i brought this up on the show before and i know some people learn from it so i'm going to show you on the screen listeners just bear yeah. with me so you can pull up your collection page on your phone right so this is like okay. my collection and you're like oh sweet yeah. So if you're like having people over or you like, you're just hanging out and don't know what to listen to, you can shake your phone and a record pops up. And so it just like, it, yeah. So this is like Matt Mays just popped up. So you can be like, oh, sweet. Like I'm going to play like Matt Mays right now. And you can just keep shaking it and it'll give you like a random selection. It's like a record shuffle. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're welcome. Listeners, you're welcome. Welcome. You <laughs> welcome. That's yeah. great. I love Discogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the links in the blog of Sharice's Discogs, everybody. Right. right. And the picture of Kate's and Devin's because I, I have one, but I haven't updated it in quite a while. It and it's like and it's that's because I have too many to put in there. I wish you could just scan and then it would just go boop. Oh well, actually, I would have. <laughs> are, we, are we sponsored by Disco? Um, please sponsor us. Influencers, you know. Basically, there is a barcode function that you can scan barcodes on. Um, oh, so okay. this is typically for newer records because yeah. a lot of the older mm -hmm. records don't. But yeah, if you're buying newer like repressings or newer records in general, you can just scan and add them. But that's the thing with Discogs is that it's so easy, especially if you buy do buy a lot of records, you can lose track of logging them in. I do that with cheap classic rock records yeah like specifically elton john and john mellencamp and i don't know why i'm always just like oh 4.99 hey so i'll need that right and then i have like three copies of elton john's greatest hits right like, right and, and it's it's fine it'll be great for re like record swaps but it's just like oh those like, are those moments really where you're like it. do i have that it just takes a second yeah i'd rather use it for that than like it, instagram it's so worth it though to do mm -hmm. it because i know like especially like you guys have large, like an even 150 like it's going to be like a good day day and a half to log everything in especially properly like if you want to make sure you get the right i know when i first did it i didn't really give a shit on like what kind of issue it was or whatever like now that you're just, just like according yeah. to my calculations yeah just to make for me it's just to make sure like i don't buy something i already have yeah. um but yeah it's definitely worth doing guys discogs yeah no that's awesome i will absolutely check it out give another chance i guess <laughs> so i'm curious about um best concerts you've attended oh i figure if you like music and you have a good collection you've probably seen some really good concerts um, I, 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 I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can give a best one, you know, I have, yeah, I've had some talk about a bunch of, them. yeah, the more, the more plentiful, the better. Okay. I think like the, the best touring band I've seen, uh, as of like recent times within the past five or six years is probably the Derek trucks and Susan Tedeschi, right. uh, Tedeschi trucks band. Do you guys know though? Uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. poster. I have signed posters from them. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, I, I Derek Trucks is probably one of my favorite guitar players. You know. Yeah, he's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so that I've seen them twice. I saw them in Fredericton and I also saw them in uh, Halifax. So that rings out to me uh, recently. My first concert was Aerosmith, Ooh. which was awesome. <laughs> uh, and I've seen like on the rock end of things, Pearl Jam is great. Like they're probably one of the best still going rock bands. You know what I mean? Like I, I saw them twice and each time, you know, they played for like three hours. I, I remember the last time they turned the lights on in the facility to get them to stop playing and they kept playing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, yeah, um, I saw, I've seen like the jam band stuff. So I've seen the band fish a bunch of times, you know, and that in itself is like a different experience every time you take in the, I need to ask how many times? Because that's a that's a fair question as a fish fan to ask. <laughs> right. How many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess like uh, you know, I, I certainly wasn't intense as a, a lot of people, but I'd say I'm at the f- between fifteen and twenty mark, something like that. Um, uh, a crew member on our show, Colin Walshoots, and he's been to I think it's a uh, hundred and seven shows so far. Yeah. I mean, I went on hard tours that I always just like to ask. I've seen them once, but I like people go hard. They go like 10 shows. Dave Matthews is 10 shows. Like people go hard on them, right? Oh, people go on entire tours with that band. And I mean, the scene that surrounds it, I mean, if you've experienced it, it's just, it's a whole other thing, you know? So, I mean, I think uh, I get to see Fish twice at the Gorge, which is in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, I just saw them in like Maine. I, it was a nice time, but that wasn't the gorge. <laughs> I mean, so I think like that is up there with the top only because the I mean the music is great, the scene is great. It's like a it's like a two-day, three-day festival, which is kind of nostalgic for when I was younger going to deal with those two-day festivals. They had a bunch in Maine, you know. Um, so and the gorge is the best outdoor venue, in my opinion. I've never been to Red Rocks, but the gorge is up there for sure for me. So what is the gorge? Oh, you've not seen it. I've not seen the oh, gorge. Yeah. You so- gotta check out a picture. It's it's like a natural amphitheater. So you walk into the 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 concert grounds, like you know, you, you they take your ticket, you walk through the gates, and there's some concessions, and, and it's sort of like there's a, a mound built up, and as as you come over the knoll, you're looking at this like sort of mountain range in the background with this meandering river. And this huge natural amphitheater that's all lawn around you. Yeah. And basically it's amazing. But and the back the backdrop is just like this beautiful landscape. And what a lot of bands do when they're there, they usually have a black curtain behind them. So you can't see the actual what's what's actually behind them. What Fish does when they play there is they leave it completely open. Yep. So behind the band, you just see the extension of all that that backdrop. Yeah, Fish is definitely one of those bands. Like I know with with the UK, I've watched a few of their shows. Particularly, I like their watching new their show. New Year's shows. Yeah, their New Year's <laughs> oh, shows are amazing. Absolutely. And it's they're like they're another like Primus kind of band where it's like I would go like you need I I feel like I need you need to see them live to really appreciate them. Like hundred percent right, hundred like, percent. Yeah, like I'll Primus say that and, about yeah. Bob Dylan exactly because I love you and I'll 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 do it. Yes, but <laughs> and you would need to like keep me alive, but like because I probably hyperventilate but it's like um I don't know there, sometimes you just need to see the band perform like yeah. I wouldn't necessarily listen to fish like 
on my own, but I would love to like see, see them, them live yeah. just this, for the energy and their, their stage performance. Like it, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I would see. Yeah, it's funny that, you know, I don't listen to them a lot, you know, aside from a watch an odd YouTube concert, cause they, they film like a lot of stuff. Right. So, and really great quality. So, but I typically like, I don't even have any fish albums. You know what I mean? So I don't listen to them outside going to shows and like the odd time. You know what I mean? It's really about the live experience. You know, uh, I mean, I love the musically. And of course, like years ago, I used to listen to them all the time. But the studio albums are great, but they're not anything close to what a live show is, you know. I prefer the lives as well. Like, yeah. I just find it a whole, like you get to hear them kind of like having fun and like just a little bit of the crowd. It kind of gives you more of the, the vibe. And I think some yeah. are just meant to be like live bands, but I could see as a band how it would be fun to create in the studio, but even yeah. fun to play it, play it live. We watched that one on New Year's where the tray gets stuck up in the air for a while, <sighs> like hanging out there. And he's like, I guess yeah. Yeah. you imagine it's like New Year's Eve. It's like your biggest show. And like, you know, the band does something cool and gets raised up on platforms and then you're stuck up there. Like yours oh, is the one that does not come down. Or was it a PR? I guarantee you that he was probably laughing. Like I, I, they don't take, yeah. they don't take themselves seriously at all. So it was probably he was probably getting just as much kick out of it as anybody else was. <laughs> He'd jump off and like everyone would catch him. He'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about concerts uh, you haven't seen? Like what about yeah. ones that like well, aside from COVID? You know, like has there bands mm -hmm. you wish you could have seen or you want to see? Um, I'm always curious about that too. I lived in Toronto uh, a couple different times or in, in Ontario, just outside of Toronto a couple different times. And my bucket list is Paul Simon. I'm a big Paul Simon fan. Nice. And I, I kick myself for not, cause I had an opportunity. He was playing in Toronto and while I was living there and I didn't go see him. And I, I don't know what the reason was. I was like organic farming at the time. So it probably wasn't an option to get time off something like that. So, uh, so Paul Simon is at the top of my list if I ever get a chance to see him, but the likelihood he releases an album like every 10 years. So yeah. I may, I may have missed my, my window there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Greg, that's the thing with kind of aging musicians too. You're just like, you know, or if some of their band members pass away, that's, that's my issue. I had the chance to see Steely Dan twice. I oh. didn't know. Um, and now Walter Becker died last year. And so now if I get a chance to go see them, it's like, you know, it's not, it is half the Dan, but I'd still go hundred percent, but it is kind of sad because they played in Maine. Um, and then I had tickets to see them with Modesky Martin Wood in New York and I didn't go. Oh, you had tickets. Yes. I had tickets oh, oh wow! On, on some travel and, and money. And I just was like, okay, it's not meant to be. I'll see them again. And then hopefully it's just it's supposed to be like the best show ever. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if I ever get to see them. I'll be very happy. I mean, the band is phenomenal. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just watched a documentary on them not long ago and just uh, how meticulous they were like just the auditions of, you know, 30 different guitar players just to get the right guitar solo. You know what I mean? It's just like a bit obnoxious, a little pretentious, but very talented. Um, very Absolutely. I mean, having that vision, like that specific of like, you know, 30 guys work, but this, that's the one, you know, that's the one that works, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, there's, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so many like good ones that 
hopefully we will get to see we did get to see Fleetwood Mac last year though man did you hear though guys that they're not going to be touring again pretty much like I read somewhere again I could be yeah like if I read somewhere I'm not sure if it's legit or not but that like John Christine and Stevie were like yeah if Fleetwood Mac goes back out on the road we're not going to be and they were like so and I was just like well shit like Lindsay wasn't there when we saw them but at least we saw them yeah I was just like shit that was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's intense. I mean, yeah, they're uh, another phenomenal band. You mentioned Bob Dylan. I've seen Dylan twice. I, I saw him once in St. John years ago, and it was, uh, it was great. He was under the weather at the time. Like it, it was like a very subdued show. Was it two thousand and eight? Because that's no, it was. Er- oh, no, I think it was earlier. Than that. Did he play here once? He played twice twice so he played okay. i was in i because I, that was the first time i saw him and everyone's he didn't leave his piano the whole time okay and everyone said like we had <laughs> wayne long on like one of our first episodes and he's like that was a horrible show and i'm like <laughs> it was my first time seeing him though and i was like shut up wayne and i was yeah. like no it was amazing but like objectively it was like he didn't it wasn't a great show but like it was the best show for me because it was my yes. first time. and i'm a huge fan but yeah. yeah, no, I think it was earlier because he definitely played guitar and it was really like, yeah, it was just chill, you know, um, it was some acoustic guitar, absolutely. But I, I saw him at another time in, where did we go? It was like Massachusetts somewhere, I think. It was Bob Dylan and Phil and Friends. You guys know Phil, like uh, Phil Lesh from The Grateful Dead. He, he collects musicians from other bands and does like Grateful Dead songs and, and tours them. And in that particular uh, tour, he had Derek Trucks and Warren Haynes. So the guitar players from the Allman Brothers oh, were playing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So they played the first set and then they played a couple Allman Brothers tunes uh, as an encore, uh, which was awesome. And then Dylan came out and the whole, he had like a white suit on, a white hat with like the feather and the whole stage lit up white. It was just like, bam. And, I, and the band, and he was on that night. The band killed it. He killed it. And I was just, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was an amazing show. Both, both bands killed it, but Dylan definitely uh, brought it home. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he brings it home, he brings it home. <laughs> like it's, and then when, if it's a bad show, you're like, oh, well. I, I wouldn't care anyway. Like, no, yeah. Just stand on stage and breathe and I'd be like, thank you. Like, <laughs> here's my new presence. <laughs> His new breathing. Yeah. Last time I, I, last time I saw him was in um, Portland um, with our friend Brandon Hicks. I was at Thompson's Point and uh, Mavis Staples opened up, up for him. So it was like, really going to church like and then it was like a like it was just so uplifting and powerful and like yes and then like Bob Dylan came on and it was it was great it was magic it was magic and I got it I ended up getting up to the uh the front row oh that's great yeah it was it was a lot (laughs) be there you just there's bands that you just don't you're like I'll just stand back here and I'm good and then no. there's fans that you're just like, fuck it, I'm going. We're sitting on the grass and then we're like, and we're pretty, like we had decent, you know, seats and Brandon's like, okay, well, do you want to like maybe go to the standing area, like near, near the end of the set, like to see how close we can get. And we're like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Anyway, so you go up and then it's like, he does blowing in the wind as one of his encore, encore songs. Oh. And we were like, 
And then people in front of us like broke through the rope and they started going down through to the front of the, of the stage. And then Britain just looks at me and he's like, we do. And then he just grabs my arm. Yeah. And literally I was just like, oh my God. And we're like at the bar of the stage. And like, I'm like, he's literally right there. And I'm like, ah. like emotional, oh. but at the end of it, <laughs> at the end of it he uh so he got he played a blowing in the wind behind the piano and then he went and uh did the last song I forget what it was because I was just in in shock um he did it just standing at the mic like in front of in front of the audience and yeah I know he was so close like I anyway (laughs) he uh at the end he turns and he kind of looks at the big group that like (laughs) broke through the rope like and he just like stared like I was just like oh my god he looked at me like he just like just looked at us being like at a (laughs) at a line (laughs) he was just like (laughs) <laughs> yeah y'all did this <laughs> yeah. so, I ain't mad <laughs> yeah no like it was just the it was the coolest thing and at the uh, end uh it was just is magical man like yeah you gotta that's look. a great great story I mean I I had uh so growing up the first band like in my adolescence I got into was Led Zeppelin and I'm still a huge fan of Led Zeppelin yes. uh so I went through like uh, probably four year like that's pretty much all I listened to or not all I listened to but they were like they were like always on rotation you know uh so and years later um Robert Plant did an album with Alison Krauss which was uh Raising Sand phenomenal album and he followed it up with another record called um Band of Joy uh and I was living in Toronto or outside of Toronto when he was touring on the Band of Joy um uh, sort of that tour there. So I, I got tickets myself and my partner at the time, we got tickets and we went, so I'm stoked. I'm going to see Robert Plant, you know, and um, the North Mississippi all-stars opened up for them. I don't know if you guys know those guys, but they're freaking amazing. You know, uh, I, I hadn't heard much of them up until seeing them live. And they just like, I was like, Holy shit. I mean, I know it's Robert Plant, but that's a really hard act to follow. You know? <laughs> uh, so I see the show, they play a bunch of stuff off the the uh, the album. They're touring, and of course, they do sort of like subdued versions of Zeppelin songs. Right? It's like a big band, more acoustic oriented. Lots of really great harmonies too. So, um, so we see the show. Uh, we go back to our hotel, and we're and we're checking out the next day. And this random person comes up to me, and she goes, "I think I just saw Robert Plant," and, and I'm like well, that would make sense. He's, he's playing here, you know? And I'm like, and my heart starts to palpitate. I'm like, and she's like, yeah, he's right around the corner. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm, I'm like, and I, I don't get starstruck. I'm like, I know they're people, but I'm like, it's fucking Robert Plant, you know? So, uh, and I, you know, I go up and, and I, I look around the corner and sure enough, it's just him. He's like on a cell phone, sort of laid back doing this sort of thing. And uh, I was like, oh man, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to just like go up and bother him for, for two reasons. I was like, if he's an asshole, it's going to kill it. Like it'll ruin it for me. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, you know, I just didn't want to bother. And so I, my partner convinces me, she's like, you're never going to have another chance like this, you know, make sure you go talk to him. And so luckily she did. And uh, myself, the person who told me about it and my partner all walked over and talked to Robert Plant for like 10 minutes and like, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. And, and he was an absolute gentleman, gentleman. And he's, he's like, he's a big dude. Like I didn't realize how big that guy was, you know, but yeah, gentleman and like, you know, asked us about the show and what we thought of it. And yeah, it was, it was a great experience. So oh, that was good. definitely a, 
what, what, did, what was the first thing you said to him? Because I know like, you know, when you said like, you don't want to be that guy that goes up, but you, but you almost, you can't not say like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a fan. You have to somewhat preface it with something. Right. So that's usually just what I say, or I'll just be like, Hey, what's up? I like your shit. How, how, well, I mean, I think, uh, I think I was like, you know, hello, Mr. Plant. I think the first thing he said, I was like, hello, Mr. Plant. He goes, Oh, you caught me. And I said, I'm really sorry to bother you. And I, I said, I just, I really, I just want to thank you for all the music. You know what I mean? And, and, then, and then he stood up and started talking to us. He's like, I said, we were at the show last night. It was phenomenal and stuff like that. So it was, uh, yeah, he was very nice. And then one of his a manager came by and she's like, okay, time to go. Cause the crowd started to like notice, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's sweet. Was that the first time you'd ever met someone of like that stature that you liked? Oh yeah. I mean, in my mind, like it doesn't get much higher than Robert Plant, you know, it's uh um yeah, yes, to answer your question, yeah. One and only time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess there is always that fear of people being assholes because you yeah. and you just don't want to be like bothering them. Especially someone that you like deeply admire. You know what I mean? That's like impact and shaped your, like shaped your life. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, it, yeah. yeah, you have them on like a pedestal, you know what I mean? Right. Like musically it's like, and if the person out, cause I've had in the past, like bands I've been sort of into and you hear, you hear an interview and the guys are like total assholes yeah. and I'll be like, and I'll, and I'll actually stop listening to the band. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's so weird, but you know. I like to just like go with the idea of like, everybody's just there to have a good time so if you just like be just have a good time and not be a tool you're probably fine and yes even if you do like you're just like oh maybe I was weird to approach him like at least you know you're respectful you were you know mindful and that's how I've always looked at it yeah like at the same time it's like these people like I get it like you're famous or like life's busy as a musician like a successful one whatever but like these are the people these are the people that make you successful like these yeah. are the people that are paying your bills and why you're yeah. able to do what you do. So don't, that's why I never understood like people that like that did antics, like piss on their fans and shit yeah. like that. Okay. Like you, what the fuck? <laughs> like, hey, they're just, remembered forever. Right. But that's like a, ass, yeah. like, you know, yeah, we, I, mean, I mean, maybe something, you know, it's representative of the attitude of the music, but like nothing justifies something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like maybe it was bro. just a phase i don't know yeah because <laughs> i mean it's probably like around like woodstock 99 all like pre that it was like leading up to like who can be the most like who can make the biggest hot take on like rock punk music and it's like we're yeah. gonna piss on you we're gonna like burn shit down at woodstock we're gonna be crazy yeah i don't know maybe but I, I think there's know. a there's a level of expectation, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to go to like a Gigi Allen show, like you're going to yeah. expect to get bo uh, bodily substances on you. I was like, what are you going to say? I was like, this could be <laughs> <a lot of> things, <laughs> but if you're accurate, I'm talking facts. more or less like there's been instances throughout music history of like someone who typically doesn't do that shit that went and did that shit kind of yeah. uncalled for yeah. and that's like and that's I think there's a big difference between you know yeah. what I mean it's like going to a guar show and not expecting to get blood on you like you know what I mean so it's absolutely honest time ever <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it is I'm ever can confirm um no we we've had the privilege of meeting some of our you know favorite people um a couple of years ago we were actually just about to post about it um so Sharice and I um we we kind of became friends over the Stampeders the band uh -huh. years. um and we were kind of just like oh you like them? oh you like them too oh wait you collect vinyl too this is just so weird let's hang out um and then 
within a couple of years of hanging out and starting the podcast, um, the Stampeders, we, we had seen them already once and mm-hmm. then together, which was super fun together to see them. And then we got to see them at the Imperial theater here in St. John, but then we got to like meet them and like tell them about our podcast and like yeah, it was, swag. It, it was, was it was very cool. So it's like always super fun to like have a, a positive experience as well. Yeah. Agreed. Imperial is a great venue, you know. Or, yeah. You know, like, like I was on every artist other than, and I'm, I'll fucking say it, Dallas Green literally <laughs> peel, peels out of there. Him and Jeff Tweedy just peel out of there. Every other artist, Matthew Good, anybody sticks around for like an hour, two hours and chums with people. And I'm, that's huh. those are some of my favorite shows to go to. Yeah. Like theater shows are like seeing Primus in theaters is probably one of my fa- favorite things anybody could ever give to me as a gift I know soft cedar shows like at theaters like that are my favorites <laughs> yeah I like sitting down I, yeah I agree I mean you know I, the odd festival from time to time is fun but the best sounding shows by far are soft cedars I saw Baham- Bahamas in Halifax and um at the Rebecca Cone and that show was awesome like his band is awesome period but like the sound in there was just phenomenal, you know. It sold out very quickly. It did that, yeah. It definitely sold out, and I, I got a ticket like last minute. I think somebody couldn't make it, and so I got like a hand-me-down ticket, and it was it was great. So, I think the turn of events. <laughs> scare me when I met them was Henry Rollins. Oh, Henry! Rollins. But I just knew he was going to be a dick anyway. But he wasn't, oh, he wasn't so much that he was a dick. It's just like you know how he is, just like that as a person standoffish like he's just very, like his attitude like angry sort of thing you know exactly like, how he was or wow that was crazy um <laughs> no, we were at a, I was at a, a cannabis conference for work and yeah. he was speaking about it and when he came into the room I just thought well you know he's probably the coolest person aside from the client I was working with here at the show so I was like I'll just go say hi and he's sitting down, like tying his sneakers very aggressively. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And like, I, I'm usually very sure of myself. And I just like walk over. And as I'm walking over, he gets up and tears off his white t-shirt to Damn. put on a fresh one. And he's like, what's up? And I was like, hey, I was like, I'm Kate. I was like, I loved your speech. I'm a fan. Just wanted to say, hey. And he's like, oh, thanks. Appreciate that. And then we took a picture and he left. Yeah. It was very that was the end of it. But hey, I appreciated it. And it was good. Like, yeah. you know, it's. People like that, I, I really appreciate. And then there's there are people like Les Claypool that I'll spend money to to do VIP every time with because they're great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that you know most people will take the time to to say hello to the people that support them. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's the odd person that may have the attitude or something like that, but you know most people I think are generally appreciate and not especially people who have been in the line like for extended periods of time. I mean, at this point, they must be used to you know general anybody walking up and say, Hey, I'm a fan sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's I like to think so. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to close to wrap things up with the, the question that uh-huh. I ask, blame her, not me. The question I ask <laughs> every single guest, um, which is desert Island discs. So okay. if you were on a desert Island and you can only bring three records with you, what would they be? Uh, the first one uh, is Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, that album. Nice. Um, one of the Paul Simon albums. <laughs> I don't, do I have, hits as, uh, as answers too, like a greatest hits compilation, we can accept, we'll accept that as well. Okay. Well, if I, if I was going to take 
uh, uh, Paul Simon album would probably uh, be Graceland, you know? Yes. Um, and, oh, that's so, this is hard. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, once I stop talking to you guys, I'll probably think of like 12 other things. I, <laughs> that's the beauty of the question. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I'm trying to think of like, oh, uh, Terry Reed's Seed of Memory. That would be on there too. Very nice. Which is an album I suggest you both check out. I think it's on, uh, you know, iTunes, all the streaming media. Like, get into Terry Reed. If, if you can take any, anything away from this, check that guy Great out. Sure. Terry Reed. <laughs> Perfect. And Seed of Memory, start with that album for sure. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. It was produced by Graham Nash. So. <laughs> solid picks. Solid yeah, picks. Those are solid picks. Well, Thank you so much, Devin, for taking the time to, to join us uh, virtually today. If people want to, do you have a place where you post your music or where people can check you out if they want to see, see more of what you do or what you're working on? I think like uh, I have, a, I released an EP in 2017 uh, that is on Bandcamp. So it's under my middle name. It's under Coleman Floyd. Okay. So if you search Coleman Floyd Bandcamp, there's like a five song EP on there. I mean, that's like, the side note with that is like it was like a more of a, a learning experience on how to record and produce an album myself so um and a, recently i've been posting stuff on the uh instagram television so that's my main source right now the video that you did with sean on the railroad tracks and i put that in the blog and, I, and i'm pretty sure that it's public on your facebook so anybody that clicks on it should be able to see it Great. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fun. I, I'd love to do more of that stuff with Sean and stuff like that. You know? Sean's great. We love him. Yes. And we love their dance parties. And I'm really sad that they're moving. I don't even, I can't even. Yeah. I mean, they're keeping the place, so they'll, yeah. they'll be back. They'll I be still back. haven't accepted it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys so much. We love you. Oh. <laughs> they're amazing. Amazing people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. Yes. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And until next time, friends. Keep it strange. Keep it strange. Keep it strange. If you've enjoyed this, then you have to hit strangegrooves.com for more amazing content. To support this podcast and music community, go to patreon.com slash strangegrooves. As always, keep it strange.